2: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Well, Larry Hughes is going to pop out and get the ball. George is going to rub his man off of Leitner and then cut down the center and gets a nice pass from Larry Hughes.
0: what is up wizards fans i got a really fun episode for you here today at least it's fun for me i think the real season is the off season as a Wizards fan because at this point i still have some hope for how next year will actually play out today we are doing a live mock draft Uh, these picks were not made in advance we are going to be making them we don't know who the other people are going to take Joining me today will be Dominique Nelson, a.k.a. Damo of the Wizards of Gallery Place podcast and Osmond Beg of Bullets Forever. So we're going to just kind of run through these. We've randomized the order in advance. So, yeah, we're just going to hit them fast and furious. Again, we don't know who the other person is taking. So these will be done in real time. So if we miss on anybody egregious or something, uh, cut us a little slack because, uh, again, this wasn't sort of premeditated here. So we're just going to hit it, run through the entire first round. I think we'll spend more time on the lottery is, you know, presumably up to the wizard's 10th pick at the very least, we'll give a little more deep analysis so that when we get to 10, uh, you know, it makes a little more sense why we got there. Who are the guys that are kind of in that range? And you'll know a little bit more about those prospects and, and why they're considered in that kind of part of the draft. So uh, I think most of us will kind of, you know, stick reasonably to conventional wisdom, but I think as we get later in the first round, you might see some spicier and spicier takes about who makes sense and who doesn't, who we like, who we don't like. So Hope you have as much fun with this as I know that, uh, that we did. So with that, uh, just a word from one of our sponsors, bet online, our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info, find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, major league baseball fights, and even next season's NFL futures bet online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEF, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. As always, if you like what uh, we're providing from a content perspective, please consider hitting that subscribe button so that you don't rely on me tweeting it out for you to know about whatever the topics are. And if you don't have time to listen a particular week, you can always just skip that one, but at least uh, having it you know, kind of automatically load up into your queue there is uh, better for both of us, hopefully. So, uh, you know, if you really like what you're hearing, we'd always uh, welcome a review, whatever that kind of feedback is. Hit me up with questions, topics you want to hear about. We love to kind of make this more interactive. So, you know, let us know uh, what we could be doing better at and all that good stuff. So with that, let's get to my conversation with Damo and Oz. All right. It's uh, mock draft time. I got Damo and Oz here. We did a randomizer for the... uh, the order here. So Oz is going to go first. I was going to go second. I'm going to go third and we're just going to work our way through the first round. So, uh, I don't know. Let's, uh, let's have fun with this one, fellas. Oz, start us off.
1: <laughs> All right. Sounds good. I will start us off first pick in the draft. I'm going to go with Chet Holgren. Um, I know a lot of people are mocking Jabari Smith, but I just like, I like the more Chet just to me has more star potential, more oomph there. There's like, you know, I think he compliments Wendell Carter, who they already have, I think, better than maybe Jabari could. Not that that should be really a factor, but I just—I know people are worried about the body type, but I think there is a star ceiling there potentially. Um, uh, yeah, if he, if he if everything clicks and I think he's someone that will get people to buy tickets, get them to come out to the arena. Uh, to me, that's definitely the pick. Put it in ink.
0: I like it. Start us off. That, that's always good. They can kind of, like, get everything worked out with him in advance, do the PR, the media stuff. Uh, just for conjecture's sake, Dama, who would you have gone with first year?
2: Yeah. yeah, I think he's definitely the number one pick in this draft. I mean, two-way player, there's just no doubt about it, he's going to be able to change their their defense day one. Um, and all he needs to do is basically add 30 pounds, and you got yourself, you know, I don't know a perennial All NBA player,
0: so I'm not worried about the body type at all. I've like never seen an NBA player that doesn't get stronger, so I, I think that's kind of the like crazier of the concerns to me. It's if he adds thirty pounds, how does the seven two body still hold up all the time? You see a little bit of that with Porzingis. I think that's the only thing that would make me. Consider one of the other two guys, but yeah, you you can't really go wrong with any of those three, in in my opinion, really. Here, all right, second pick, OKC is on the board. Dama, who you got?
2: Got to follow the board, and got to go Jabari Smith. Um, you know, it's it's a position of need for OKC, but more than anything, they need talent. So, uh, yeah, they add they definitely add one with Jabari. His shooting and literally this, this space, the space to floor. Um, his 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 face-up game, athleticism, length. Uh, It fits what they want. It fits what they need. And, yeah, they get a potential all-star level uh, player right there at number two.
0: It fits the OKC mantra of just, like, super athletic wings, although this one can actually shoot. So I I think that might kind of derail what they go for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, again, just really solid. I think he might actually, this is crazy to say, but might have the most, like, superstar potential of the three if he like really learns how to dribble which is i guess a big if but you just can't teach some of the moves he makes too and and two-way potential is, is always a good thing too uh all right houston rockets number three on the board here as fun as a, I think it would be to see like a Jalen green kevin porter jr Jaden ivy uh you know backcourt setup of just everybody heaving the ball at the rim as soon as they touch it i think i'm gonna go paulo here and uh uh, Paulo Paula and, and just kind of roll with, uh, you know, maybe he makes sense next to Christian Wood. He's a secondary facilitator for a team that kind of needs more creation. So I, I think, you know, he's probably not only a good fit, but I actually mm-hmm. think he's my favorite of the picks in, in this draft, just um, probably more irrationally high on him than most. So for uh, my Houston Rockets now to get him at three, I, I feel good <laughs> about that one.
1: Yeah. I think he's gotten a little bit of a bum rap because he played, um, we played at Duke. He, you see, you hear the Jabari Parker um, right. uh, comp a lot, and Parker didn't play defense. Uh, Apollo's defense, Apollo's defense, wasn't great at, at Duke. But I, I think what we saw the second weekend of the NCAA tournament kind of shows his star ceiling. Kind of what you, what you, you know, like you said, make what makes him potentially the most exciting of the three. Where he became more of a facilitator and a scorer. He was really doing everything, and like he dominated that Michigan State game. Had a little rough go of it, like uh, against Carolina, and that's probably sticking with people recently. But I think there was also, it also seemed like he was judged at a different standard than the other guys in this draft. But that said, like, you know, I, I'll just say this it'll be an interesting fit. There are going to be a lot of guys who want to score in Houston. Uh, eventually, there will be some consolidation, and it'll just be the Jalen Green, Paolo uh, that show over there.
0: <clears throat> I feel like at any moment, we're like, one outburst away from Kevin Border Jr. ending up out of the league. <laughs> so I don't even worry about him too much in like their yeah. long term plans. Um right. And I don't know how uh, an Alperin Shangun uh Bankero front court defends anybody, but uh, it would be interesting to watch offensively, at least I think <laughs> Uh, all right. I think this is where like things might start to get weird a little bit here in, in the draft. Any of those three, I think you can make a case for it, any of those three slots. It, it's what does Sacramento do here? Do they trade? All that good stuff. So, Oz, you're, you're back on the board here. What are you thinking for uh, for the Kings?
1: So this is tough. It's like, I know what I would want to do, but I'm also trying to put myself in the position of what I think the Kings would do.
0: That's a slippery slope, uh, man. Don't try to do it. It but... is.
1: It is. Uh, I, but like at the same time... <laughs> they DeMontis, how many years he has two years left on his current deal, correct? I think so, yeah. They made that trade. They want to win now. They'd like to probably get to the play-in this season. Um, they've drafted point guard after point guard after point guard after point guard. So does Ivy and Ivy's not truly a point, but you know, does he make sense? I don't he's clearly to me should be probably number four, but I don't think I'm gonna go with him. Uh I don't want to do this, but I'm going to go safe high floor with still some upside go keegan murray number four
0: i think that actually seems seems like a king's pick you know like he's the marvin bagley equivalent of like he's really productive but does it translate
2: um
1: i think they're just going to want someone who they lost a lot of immediate young player production when they traded out halliburton i think they're going to want to get swap that back in very quickly I, you don't necessarily have that from sharp you have some overlap with Mitchell, Ivy and Fox. So maybe I think they're just going to play it a little safe here and get some immediate, a guy who could probably come in and immediately put in 15 points a game.
0: Dama, what do you think?
2: I think this is, I think this is definitely a King's move. I wouldn't do it, <laughs> but this feels like, you know, like I like Keegan Murray. I don't love Keegan Murray. Like, His half court creation leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, He doesn't really play make at all. Um, And most of his points come off like transition, cutting. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, in the NBA, where you're going up against other athletes that are your size every night, um, are you gonna be able to manufacture that same type of production? Um, But he's definitely a safe pick. I think he's zero bust potential. It feels like kind of like an auto quarter draft, Mm -hmm. but it's like auto plus, you know, you're going to get a good player. You know, no, you don't have to worry about nothing with him. He's going to work and he he won't bust out of the league. So, yeah,
0: I think maybe that's another guy. If they do end up trading like Harrison Barnes, maybe he fills that kind of role for them and and gives them similar production from like, I don't know. Maybe he can play a few minutes at the three, probably the four, maybe even a little small five. Um, Yeah. That I, I think you're. I think you're right. Like we're not. I'm going to see the Kings end up with Keegan Murray. Whether it happens at four or not, I think will be the big question on draft night for anybody. That doesn't come <laughs> up with it. The Kings are probably the most likely team to kind of move back in the lottery, and who knows what that'll look like. Um, all right, uh, Detroit Pistons on the clock here at number five.
2: All right, so this is tough. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing between two shooting guards in my mind. It's just a matter of which one I think is, is better. I'm going to go with the proven college tape and I'm going to take Jaden uh for them because I, I, I think we've talked about this a lot. I don't think he's a natural point guard. Like I think the John Morant comparisons are a, a, a little too much. Yeah. Um, there's John Morant moves. Um, they kind of get to that same, uh, that same left to right uh, cross uh, to get downhill, but John Moran is a passer way more advanced. Yeah. His full game was just more advanced. Um, I think Ivy is, to me, is more kind of like a Jamal Murray type. Like he's just a pure scorer. I mean, the dude I was looking back, he, he averaged only one assist per game in high school. Like he, he was not focused on passing. Um, Purdue, he was like the third uh, ball handler there. So but he wouldn't need to be with Detroit with having Cade there, so I think I think he fits. It's not no pressure for him to run the offense. So I, I'm gonna go with Ivy.
0: I think that's like the ideal fit for him is somebody to alleviate that kind of creation, ball handling, full time duties for him. Other than just you know, if you go to Sacramento and they're like, all right, now you're the point guard and Donovan or Davion Mitchell's the two, and like it, it just uh, or the backup point guard behind Fox. Like I don't, I just think that kind of relieves a lot of pressure from him. So that.
1: I- and Troy Weaver is also pushed, he pushed, He leans, he likes athleticism in his prospects that he takes in the draft. And I think he gets, so he has typically been credited somewhat for pushing for Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. who Jay Ivy compared himself to. So you kind of right. see a natural fit there also. Like you could see that being someone that Troy Weaver like would in particular would like.
0: You know, you can't draw too much into this kind of stuff, but there was a lot of like palms up like slapping his forehead when somebody did a kind of mess up on the court for Purdue and um, Cade's like the ultimate, like team leader kind of good vibes guy. So maybe that helps, um, you know, Ivy doesn't have to feel like he has to come in and lead guys right away as, as a rookie or anything. Mm -hmm. So I think that makes sense. Uh, All right. My Indiana Pacers here, we're going to just do the the easiest pick in the draft so far here for them. And we're going to take shade and sharp and just go, Super upside. You can put him next to Tyrese Halliburton. And you know, maybe he can kind of like learn and mentor uh or you know, he can he can learn from Halliburton and uh, Halliburton and mentor him a little bit and they can just kind of grow together as the backcourt of the future here. So Shaden Sharp is the pick. Um would you guys have gone anyone else there at this point?
2: No.
1: No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that that's yeah. Sharp is there's a lot of mystery around it, but based on everything that you're all the rumblings that you hear makes, makes perfect sense. Indiana. um, Yeah. They could pair him next to Halliburton. You have like a potential great backcourt for the next 10 years.
0: They need like homegrown stars, basically. And and homegrown. I mean, guys, they draft, you know, they're not going to bring in the Mm -hmm. big free agents and and sharp, I think gives them the most opportunity to develop into a star. and, And they got the right kind of structure around him. I think as a rebuilding team, like you've still got pieces to kind of help him be successful. So all right, I, I think this is where things start to get even tougher. At this point, uh, you've got the Portland Trailblazers at number seven.
1: Yeah, so that's this is a this is a really difficult one. Again, there's so like you've heard names like Jalen Durant get like get a, get tagged to them. You've seen, look, they they are a team that I imagine with all their cap space is going to try to, like they're going to try to very quickly retool. They don't want another season like they just had. So their goal is to get out of the lottery as quickly as possible. So who here probably gives them the best chance of that? I am going to, uh, it's not a big A.J. Griffin guy. Let's go a little, a little safer, but still some high upside. Benedict Matherin.
0: Just gutted Wizards fans. But I I think that's the sensible Uh choice to go with there.
1: I think you know they traded away Powell. They traded away McCollum. There's a hole there in the at the shooting guard position. There's there's a fit there. There minutes there for them to be ta- for him to be taken. He's a sophomore. Should be able to come in immediately contribute. Definitely add some athleticism, some defense. Seems like a lot. Seems like a good win now type pick with a good like you know high floor with some with some ceiling.
0: It, that makes a, a lot of sense. I think the only other one I would have considered is is maybe Daniels. So at this point, Dyson Daniels seems like a reasonable yeah. fit to alleviate some ball handling from Dame, give them a little yeah. more perimeter defense, and you can let Dame just be like a six-foot shooting guard and, and kind of do his thing a little bit. Uh, all right, Dom, you're on the board with the New Orleans Pelicans at number eight.
2: I think just following the board here, they get a guy uh, at a position of need that they kind of, let go in lines ball. And I think they go Dyson Daniels, um, you know, six for seven, six for eight versatile guard prospect um, that, you know, they can plug right in next to CJ or off the bench or however they want to do it. But I think this is a perfect fit for him.
0: Supposedly, the shooting coach in New Orleans is like elite too. Um, they've talked about the, like the really good work that he did with Lonzo specifically, and has done a lot of good stuff with Zion. So, if anybody's going to help um, Dyson kind of round into form as a shooter, I think sounds like New Orleans is a is a pretty good place to uh, to expect that kind of growth to happen. So. For any Wizards fans that were hoping for Dyson Daniels, sorry, we just killed your dreams a little bit here, uh, but it, it, it seems like he's the fastest mover up the board based on everything that's been reported recently. Um, all right, so at this point, we are at San Antonio with number nine, and you know th- this could be any number of things um, for them. I think I wouldn't take this person. I'm lower on him than most. Uh, but it seems like a very Spursy kind of pick to go with Jeremy Sohan out of Baylor. To me, I couldn't justify drafting somebody that intentionally tried to look like Cisco uh, with a top ten pick. But you know, um, it, it just it just seems like the Spurs kind of uh, they, they do those kinds of things and they make it work out. So he'll end up being like the next Sean Marion or something like that. Um, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Anybody you would have gone with there instead?
2: I was thinking maybe uh, Jalen Um, because I, I just think they need, like, some some more athleticism in their front court. Um, Pirtle
0: and- doesn't do it for you?
2: No. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they need, like, a, a legitimate, like, pick-and-roll uh, lob threat with, with uh, DeJounte. Um, and I think he would definitely give them that, kind of like a Robert Williams – Mm-hmm. plus uh you know a bigger robert williams uh if they could get that type of guy i think i think they would be happy but the, the spurs are unconventional like they took primo top 12 i mean he wasn't i don't even think he was on first round boards last year they took him top 12 so uh, yeah. yeah i don't I,
1: expect I, something I, consensus here it's going to be out of the box whatever they do
2: i think yeah or um, well, i could see um, i could see here too yeah yeah, yeah. that makes awesome
1: so uh, one question: We see AJ Griffin kind of sliding down the board. Um, well, to, yeah. What What do you guys take on that? Is it someone? Is it someone that us three just are really in love with, or do you, why do you think he's sliding down the board here?
0: Out of sight, out of mind. I feel like we haven't heard yeah. much reporting about him. He didn't really get in on the testing, and you know he was kind of quiet in his last couple of college games. So I, I think maybe it's just one of those things where like other guys are doing things to move up. And it's at his expense. I'm not sure what you guys think.
2: Yeah, I, I I watch him, his production, I guess the advanced numbers are to his favor, but mm-hmm. on volume he was very low usage at Duke. And then when you go and watch him in high school, you're like, that's not the same guy. Um, for a multitude of reasons, as you've mentioned before, Matt, you know, the lower lower body injuries. And so I'm like, okay, if he's having all these injuries and at, you know, he's not even 19 yet. Uh, what is it going to look like when he's, you know, he's added a few pounds and he's, you know, he's playing an 82-game schedule? Um, so I, I think that's why he would potentially drop, um, at, you know, because he kind of projects as just kind of like a 3 and D. And I think the guys that have gone ahead of him project is more uh, – they can give off you a little bit more than that.
0: The other thing I think that's interesting with um, with Griffin, too, is like, I, I don't know, this is sort of just a small echo chamber of my own Twitter timeline. But back to back tweets I saw was about how good A.J. Griffin's defense is. He's an elite defender. And then the very next tweet was like A.J. Griffin might be the worst defender projected in the first round. And it's you can see that from like a play to play basis watching a Duke game. Like he'll either make a great rotation or just get dusted. And I don't really know what to make of someone like that.
2: So yeah. it was odd. Awesome. I mean, you, you literally know. don't move like it, it's possessions I watch where like the guy just it kind of reminds me of the one where Jalen Brown went by Rui. Mm-hmm. It, it's he has like a mm-hmm. lot of those on his tape. Um, <laughs> and so yeah. yeah, maybe that's the injuries.
0: It, it's like the picture of like somebody's like loading still, you know, like you just see the little spinning circle in front of his face as someone goes right by him. Yeah. Uh, I. I It reminds me of Otto a little bit, like obviously Otto had to turn into a great shooter, but wasn't like a crazy athlete, but he became a good defender with like positioning, but at least three or four big possessions a game, he would just get beat back door and you have no idea why I think like that's kind of how I view AJ Griffin. It's just like falls asleep (laughs) at the wheel sometimes. Yeah. All right. Also um,
1: we, you pro- oh yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: We just killed him. So tell me, you're not going to take him with the tenth pick to the Wizards, or we might get some. I'm not going to take him with the, the tenth
1: this. pick to the Wizards because I think when when Shepard first drafted, I think his first draft pick was Rui. One of the things they mentioned was what they liked was he did not have that much wear and tear on his legs, and like that's part of some of the medicals and numbers that they look at. Like, and obviously, obviously, uh, <clears throat> um. AJ Griffin has those leg injuries. And I don't think that's someone that they're going to target based on that. Uh, I may actually ask to swap out with one of you guys at this pick because there's a player here that I clearly do like a lot. So I don't want to just like let that cloud my judgment. Pull the band aid, you know, man. Here.
0: This is, this is, you won the honor. The randomizer gave this to uh, you. So you uh, get to take all the love or all the see, hate. Depending.
1: Know, like, Oh, you know, I mean, Donald's not going to be happy with me, but I can't take his guy either. I'm just trying to see if there's a third option. Do they, so I'm, what okay, what I'm weighing here while I'm on the clock, and you could just like give me, have me like a big clock going on to so yeah. have to make a call. Obviously, you have Johnny Davis, who's productive, Big Ten player of the year at his and just turned 20, so did it at a young age. Not the best shooter, which is the concern, and not the bounciest, but good quickness, good strength. You have, uh, I mean, obviously, we talked about AJ Griffin already. I mean, he fits a need at a position. They need like a 3D and ish type. I just don't like with the leg injury scares me off. Tari Eason is there, but I'd prefer to like trade down a few spots before taking him. Of course, Jalen Williams Domo. Domo. like we know, we know he's there. Yes, sir. Take... <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and then if Broom, if Kevin Broom was here, he would be screaming Mark Williams at the top of his lungs. So. Uh, this its I hate being in this situation to pick this one. This is a I mean, damned you if you do,
0: pick. damned if you don't kind of thing. And I think that's exactly. how Tommy Shepard lives his life is just basically <laughs> like 50% of people will hate me no matter what I do here.
1: Okay. I am, even though I was looking for Dyson to slip down to me and I was going to jump on that no matter who else between. So kind of how I bunched it together and I'll make my pick is I've had Dyson, Benedict and Johnny is kind of like a trio. And I've kind of been moving around. So now I have Dyson after his measurements, after the combine, the shooting clip that came around. I'd probably have him at the top of those three. I have Matt Mathurin second, Johnny Davis third on that list. So Johnny Davis being the only one of the three still left, I will take him here at with the 10th pick. Um, I think he gives you a high floor, maybe not an all-star type ceiling, but I think you get a very good ceiling. Like he's, I think he instantly comes in and is the best young player on the Wizards. Um, not necessarily the highest bar, but he's like the most, like like the best young prospect. I think he gets knocked a little bit, but based on his age to t- carry a team like he did to the big 10 title, I think is something that is worth something. I think he could fit next to Beal in a, it's not really a hey, Here is your point guard, here's your shooting guard Beal's on ball a lot. Um, similar size, it varies. Like they could be switchable. Davis can play on ball or off ball. I think he fits next to him at least 15 to 20 minutes a game. And I think that combination could work. He's not a small forward though. So if people think we're adding a wing, a small forward, no, he is definitely, I think his minutes would be in the backcourt.
0: For me, the the talk about him early on after his freshman year was he's just an athlete. And, and we saw some like lower leg stuff this year. I want to say it was like a hamstring for part of the year, a quad. I, I can't remember which one, but like, I think that that plays into the lack of like bounciness to some extent, and maybe even the shooting The team wasn't good. They were projected 11th in the big 10 prior to the season. And he won them the conference. Like he, you have to give him a lot of credit for that. I, I think you can sell this pick to wizards fans as we need perimeter defense. And he is an M effort on the perimeter. Like, I think that's the biggest thing he brings to the table. And if, if he shoots it, uh, you know, with less responsibility, uh, he becomes a good catch and shoot guy. Then that's even better. Um, but, you know, at the very least, Maybe he's your Marcus smart. Eventually you can turn him into mm-hmm. more of a point guard. He throws some crazy ass passes. He'll throw like lefty righty stuff, cross court and hit a guy in the pocket just to watch, you know, Brad Davis and drop it out of bounds or some shit. Yeah. So um,
1: I, I think, think yeah, if he, if, if he had better teammates and his assist numbers were say four assists per game or five, like four and a half, then all of a sudden the whole view on him is entirely different. So yeah, that's kind of, I see that. And I see like, definitely like you were saying, he's, instantly, I don't think he'll have a confidence, any confidence issues. He will have a lot of attitude on the court, in the backcourt, pressuring whoever he's guarding, flying around the court. So I think there's there's a high floor and still like a decent upside there.
0: All right, Domo, do you want to go with who you would have gone with with this pick and we'll get it out of the way? Or do you want to save the, the hype for, for later when we get to his actual pick?
2: Yeah, I, I'll save that for who I would have put, but I'll just speak to tony to Davis, man. Um, I, I like the player, don't love him. I think he's – I think what you guys describe is kind of like a Josh Hart, like a dog on defense, does a little bit of everything, can pass it, playmake, rebounds well for his size, uh, you know, can get you about 15 a game. Um, It's solid. We need it. You know, we could use that. Uh, I would just like to get a guy that I feel like has a little more uh, shooting, uh, playmaking off the bounce type upside, a little bit longer. Uh, But I wouldn't be – I wouldn't be mad at that pick. I wouldn't
1: be mad at it. I'm curious. I want to see, like, I don't think his pro day. If he's done a pro day, I don't think that video has come out yet. Mm-hmm. I want to see if he's made any tweaks to the jump shot. His elbow does stick out a little bit. I yeah. want to see if he's, like, made any adjustments there on that jump shot.
0: He He's a guy that, like, you may not, like, love it. It's not the sexiest pick, but, like, he, he fills a need right away, right? You need somebody to take some pressure off Beal. He can play a little bit, you know, all over the place. I actually think he probably could play some three off the bench in, like, You know, if you surrounded him with a couple of the bigger guys, so I I would not be mad at this either, but it's like a typical Wizards move where it's like, all right, well, I guess I can get excited about that. But hey, you get the big 10 player of the year at 10. uh, That's that's usually not a a bad thing here. Um, The Wizards have said that they want, quote, one member of the Wizards kind of front office or organization said that they want a diamond in the rough. And it said that they've interviewed Johnny Davis already is the first person they were linked to, which is hilarious to me that that's their <laughs> diamond in the rough. It's the guy that was on national TV, literally every game. Um, so I, I don't know. Should, should we buy into that? Is this a, where there's smoke, there's fire kind of thing? Like, do we think it's actually a less heralded guy? Like, where, where do you guys think they'll realistically kind of look to go?
1: Here? I, I think Dyson is their diamond in the rough, but everyone's found out about him. Yeah. Right. That's exactly. why I think he's positioned exactly. a need defense, length, shooting. Checks all the boxes, but like you know, what, he might not make it to ten. So I think in, if the draft was unfolding like this, like it might be a situation where I'd call a what who was at the Pelicans and say, "Hey, would you take Corey? Would you take Denny or someone like that?" And ten, so I could jump up to get the guy that I really want.
2: Yeah, I've I've long thought that Daniel d- doesn't get past the Pelicans. Like I do. yeah, even even before the combine, like I gotta just. It just makes too much sense. They just lost Lonzo Ball. They mm-hmm. brought in CJ. to kind of just played CJ there by default. Mm-hmm. But, like, Dyson fits perfectly because he defends and he's along. Play him with CJ or, you know, uh, or without CJ. Like, he's perfect. So, I, I never thought he got past eight. So,
0: yeah. That, that's like a smothering perimeter defense, especially if he's, like, off the bench early. You put him with Alvarado and Herb Jones, and it's okay. like, well, good luck yeah. scoring at any point ever. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing I could see them doing is—is is maybe that's a team that would trade down, especially if like we offered them somebody like Kispert, and they needed some shooting. They're going to need a big at some point, you know. Adams is uh, uh, an exp- or no, sorry, Adams is no longer a Pelican. What am I saying here? They've got um, yeah. Wait, you think a big Val, Val and Yeah, Valanchunas. I forgot about that whole swap there. So I don't know. Maybe that. I,
1: I have no and idea. Even then, what the you, have, are you have Mark Williams and you have Jalen Loren both on the board right now. So they could be a, a, and both are, you know, Williams, especially good defense, good length. I mean, that could be someone that if you offer them a Kispert and a Mark Williams to move up for a Dyson, maybe they, maybe they play ball there, you know? Yep. Yeah.
0: It's, it's at least making the call if, if you're Tommy Shepard, I think. Right. For, uh, sure. for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early,
1: All right, the New York Knicks, no
0: matter what, they'll boo this person during the draft. So uh, just know that your pick is about to be booed here.
2: <laughs> All right. So the Knicks need a lot, right? Yeah. They I know they they need a point guard, but Ta Ty, I think, is a reach here. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to think like a Nick. Uh, Who's gritty enough wait. for
0: Tom Thibodeau?
1: While he's making the pick, and I just started screaming because Knicks fans will be screaming AJ the entire time this is happening. You know, like this, since he's the highest guy on the board, still there, they'll, they'll just be
2: screaming no matter what. You know, I'm just gonna go. Yeah, and like <laughs> following the board, it would it would definitely be AJ. um I think on just raw talent, it would probably be Duran, but they don't need a center. Um, this one
0: you put AJ on one wing, RJ Barrett on the other. It's like if you could combine those two guys, they'd be a perfect (laughs) player.
2: But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, oh man, um, I kind of want to go a curveball here, do it, Uh, break it up. And Matt, I think you're gonna like this one. Uh, I'm gonna go Malachi, okay, Random. Uh, his shot making, man um you know statistically he's one of the best shot makers in this draft um 19 just turned you just turned 19 on draft day so he's still almost basically high school age mm-hmm. uh 6'10" wingspan he can handle the ball um got a beautiful mid-range game um i think i think he slots in at the 2 and then you try to turn quickly into your point guard so you go quickly, Malachi, and then RJ as your three going forward. I like, uh, I, I like the idea of that versus trying to force a, a Durin or Mark Williams. Mm-hmm. They don't really need. You have Mitchell Robinson And um, and then Tata, I think that would be a reach. So I'm I'm going to go with Malachi here.
0: He's either the new Allen Houston for them, the new yeah. literal Sprewell for them, you know, one of those kind of things at uh, – he was a bad defender is the only caution I I would kind of put on that is what's Thibodeau going to do with a guy that just doesn't know what to do on that end. But that's who I would pick for them, which probably means they won't do that.
1: I think that, yeah, that pick makes sense. It's like, yeah, all this, this Thibs thing view him has a project that he's going to take on defensively and he's going to break him before rebuilding him. Or is, does he like just stay away? You know, so that's, that's the, that's the unknown also like regarding RJ Barrett. I mean, when you try to slide it together, he's like, He'll just say, no, I am the one, two, and the three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did some playmaking. This year, he does. Like, do handling the ball it, but he does playmaking for himself. Do you... <laughs> 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 Even back in college, there was I can't remember a shot that RJ Barrett does not like. He's like, you see Zion in the post against some guy, six yeah. foot two, and he's like, no, I got this.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's
0: not shy for sure. Uh, all right, the Oklahoma City Thunder. I got to put my Sam Presti hat on here. If it were me, this is where I would start to consider like a, an Usman Jang or, or somebody like that that, that kind of seems in their mold. I just think if Durin is on the board here, the Thunder don't let him get past that point. Uh, we, we took Jabari for them earlier. If you can put those two guys together in the future You've already got like, uh, you know, two backcourt pieces. I I think if you can consider Giddy a backcourt piece, because he's kind of a primary ball handler and and Shea and stuff like that. So this team just got like long and and big and you add some additional um, frontcourt athleticism. So uh, I'm not a big Poku believer personally, so I I don't think that he's stopping them from, from drafting anybody over a certain height. Uh, and, and that's maybe why they don't take Jang. I, I think it's maybe that's that's their one project forward for, for the time being. So I'm going to go Jalen Duren. Uh, all right. The Charlotte Hornets on the board here. That's what he got.
1: Charlotte Hornets. All right. So you took, I, I think this is, I mean, they, they have a desperate need for a big. You took one. So that leaves Mark Williams. And I think that's probably the easiest pick I'm going to have in this draft. They're going to take uh, take the Duke Center, put him at center. They need some defense. He has his measurables were insane coming out of the combine. He's going to instantly ju- instantly get there, help their defense. You know, probably start right off the bat. I think this is just an easy where easy combination where fit, need, talent all overlap at this pick.
0: This is one of those things where like Wizards fans would be like, Oh, we've taken centers before. It's like, well, you took Nick Richards and you took Vernon Carey and guys that were just like weren't very good. Um, Mark Williams is seven two with a seven six wingspan. Like, good luck shooting over that and good luck stopping him from catching lobs from from Lamella.
1: Right. Yeah. It's just too easy. Like the mat like it's match, perfect match. They gotta do it, you know? Yeah. Makes sense.
0: I think this opens the board up pretty nicely, though, for the Cleveland Cavaliers at 14 to end out the lottery. Damo, who you got?
2: So I think the Cavs are better than this 14 overall selection, right? Mm-hmm. Like they had the injury issues and it kind of derailed them. I think they need shooting. Yeah. Um, I don't think they take a project here. Um, so this might be another curveball, but I think I'm going to go with Ochai uh out of out of Kansas. I think he slots in right where they have Okoro right now, or maybe you put Okoro down to the three spot and Ochai at the two. Because with his wingspan, he can defend. He can obviously shoot the ball, which they need. They were a bottom, I believe they were a bottom five three point shooting team. Um, he helps them immediately. Uh, and then you still have Karis LeVert off the bench as the six-man Dynamo. Um, I think Ochai fits there as a guy that, you know, can can knock down threes and, and, and can put it on your head on occasion. So, uh, yeah, that's the pick I would go with if I were the Cavs.
0: Only caveat I would make here is, is AJ Griffin is still on the board at this point. I I think maybe if there are questions about the defense, they're a team kind of well-suited to help make up for them. And, and probably like, Ojai is the more well-rounded player. In my opinion, um, AJ is probably the better shooter. So I, I think those are the two I would be considering from if I'm them, but I'm definitely getting wing help. If, if I'm the Cavs. Oz, what would you go with there?
1: I mean the pick makes a lot of sense. I think you got to go either AJ or O-child. Um, I think a player that could be fun there. Who I don't. If you project him as potentially the three, as Tari, because imagine what you, how much you could disrupt teams if you have Tari, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen all together. I mean that's absurd. That would be
2: him. under consideration because that would be just. I mean. You're not scoring on that team. <laughs> yeah. <true>. I'm giggling <laughs> thinking about that. Everybody <laughs> has a seven-foot-two wingspan. Like, you just... Yeah,
1: like uh, it's scoring. just a really fun kind of, like, each team... Like, you know, teams always try to chase models and what have you. Create your own model. Mm-hmm. You do that with your two guards, you could score, and all of a sudden, it's a weird team, but it's one that's going to be effective and no one's going to really want to play, you know? So I I would be very tempted to try that, but I think realistically, you're looking at the two wings that we that previously talked about at that selection.
0: Uh, with the Charlotte Hornets pick at 15 here, I'm just going to keep it in the Duke family, keep them in North Carolina. Uh, you know, we've seen Jordan like the big name school pedigree guys. I'm sure he probably knows his dad pretty well. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go AJ Griffin at 15 to the Charlotte Hornets. That
1: makes sense. The slide has to stop there. Yeah, and you still have Miles Bridges' too. Situa- Right, and Miles Bridges' situation is unknown. So there's like there's an opening potentially in the front court somewhere. It makes sense.
2: Uh, yep. Agreed. Agreed.
0: At some point, there's just like enough there that I think somebody has to pull the trigger. They're going to invite him to the green room. You know, like I could picture him being like the kind of guys like crying in the background with mom and dad as like he slips into the 20s. But so for his case, I, I hope, you know, for his sake, I hope that's not the case. Uh, all right. Oz, are on the board with the Atlanta Hawks at 16.
1: So over here, I'm going to Tariqson. There, they have such issues, such yeah. big issues defensively, that this is some, this is it's a perfect pick for them. It's also one of those things where they they have Trey Young, they have Collins, they have a lot of non-defending stars. They have tried to supplement them with like Cam Reddish, who's a good on-ball defender. DeAndre Hunter is a good all-on-ball defender. Tari gives them at least someone who's on-ball, but also really could just clean up everyone's mess behind them. I still don't know how it's if he elevates them to being a good defensive team because. Their primary guys are so bad defensively, but he could at least offset some of it and is not limited where Deandre, Deandre might be able to cover his guy, but he's not helping anyone else. Tari could help other people while just kind of basically, yeah, just basically like they'll find a way I think to kind of camp him around the basket and, and whoever gets by Trey Young on what, on said possession, he's just going to try to help out,
2: you know? Yeah. That makes perfect sense there. that That's the exact player they need. Um mm-hmm. Uh, Tari East in there to kind of help them out because they—they're—I mean, you got—you need as many people that you can use to help hide Trey Young on defense.
0: Yeah. So, plus, wanna... they're bored during the regular season, and we know Tari is not the kind of player that would get bored of of scrapping and hustling and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff too.
1: Sure. I would say this, though, Matt, when we do our trade version of a mock draft in the there future, at some point I am even after we pick a ten, the Wizards pick at ten, I am offering. Some combination of, or I I, out of so there are five players on the Wizards that I've kind of have here marked Kuzma, Caldwell Pope, Rui, Denny, and Corey. Rui probably has the least value because of the entire situation, so kind of really the other four. You can't pay everyone, you can't play everyone, you know, you need like complete two way players, not just one, not specialists. So if I could offer one of those four, or to like move back in here somewhere to get like Atari Eason. Or to get a you know like a well, I don't know necessarily a Mark Williams but like to get a Tari Eason type I would definitely try to make that move reset the rookie contract clock get a player who could probably jump in maybe not immediately but you would expect sometime by midseason season at least have a de- have a defensive impact on the team.
0: I'm not against it at all. I have a weird feeling that the Wizards are going to go big and take like a Mark Williams. It's just like a weird like hunch and they'll try to trade Gafford for a point guard or something like that. But that's, I don't know why I just have that inkling, like go with, go with Williams who you think could maybe be super Gafford at some point. Like that's the the ceiling. Um, but I, I hope that's not the case, but that's just, I don't know. I can't shake that feeling for some reason. Uh, all right. We're uh, we're at number 17, the Houston Rockets. This is a tough one in my opinion. So more power to you for, for having to take this one down who you got.
2: I think the rock is going to go with the, 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 mo- one of the more intriguing guys still left on the board with Usman Dang. Um I think, uh, yeah, I think this is the, this is the pick and it just, yeah, it just makes sense. Uh, you know, he's sitting there, you gotta, you know, they, they got the time, they got the time to, to develop that type of talent. Um, and, you know, they need length on that perimeter, uh, and his skill set is intriguing, like six nine, six ten, a little bit of handle, a little bit of passing, a little bit of shooting, um, solid athlete, uh, and he has some defensive chops. So, uh, yeah, I think they, they take him with the, the idea that, hey, we can wait the two, three years it's going to take for him to be ready.
0: Actually, probably better for them if they have to wait a couple of years and he slows yeah. down the timetable a little bit and they can keep like racking up lottery picks. Uh, I mean, that that's a guy you could make a case for in the lottery. So if they could get him at 17, I think that's
1: thats a lot of value for them. Yeah.
0: Oh, the Bulls. All right. Uh, hmm. All right. I, I know who I would take here for them, but I'm, for the sake of this draft and letting the person most excited about this person take them, I, I'm going to skip here. And I think I'm going to say if I'm the Bulls, I could probably – use you know what I'm, I'm gonna really zag here i think this might throw some things um off a little bit here i'm gonna take ej liddell i love this dude uh i'm like probably Ooh. irrationally high on on ej too <laughs> like the more i watch the uh like i backlog my way through all of the ohio state games to watch malachi Branham, i'm like oh shit i really like ej liddell too uh as you watch this playoffs it's one of those things where like switchable small ball fours are like super in vogue. He can guard on the perimeter a little bit. It's also like a really good weak side shot blocker. And if I'm the Bulls, I just want somebody like that next to Vucevic that kind of like back him up a little bit. He could play some on the wing. He could play in the front court and do a little bit of of everything for a team that I think, you know, assuming they keep uh, Zach Levine, you know, they, they need some other guys that that can defend a little bit here too. Am I crazy? Is that stupid? What do you guys think? Who would you guys have gone with this one?
2: That makes sense, man. Because um, I, I, I'm not really sold on uh, Pat Williams. I, I never really was. I think EJ Adele can play. Um, and athletically, he tested way well better than what I thought he would. Um, he was one of the most athletic guys at the combine. Um, and you know he's skilled. Uh, he's perfect for a team like the Bulls that's trying to win now. But he still has some upside. So – and he fits a position of need, I believe. So I, I love the pick.
0: This means they won't do it.
2: <laughs>
0: uh Azure up 19, who you got for the Timberwolves.
1: For the Timberwolves. So they they kind they have their trio set. Like, you know, they have their big three. What I'm trying to gauge here is do they do they want immediate help? Do they use that as kind of a luxury to take someone with some upside that they could sit and develop for a little bit? So I've been like going back and forth here. Do I want Nikola Jovic and kind of just like, you could sit on him for a little bit or do you take like a tie tie Washington draft him? And if things don't work out with the then you have kind of your heir apparent at the point guard position. I think that's the way I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Ty Ty just as kind of like a hedge against Russell, like just to make sure that they have a point guard kind of like, and he has experience of two also. So he could really kind of play in a uh, play either, either position in the backcourt. So I think that's the pick over there.
0: I think that makes a lot of sense. The only other one I would have considered there was also a point guard and Kennedy Chandler. He could be like mm-hmm. their what they wanted Pat Beverly to be kind of like pit right. bully guy that could shoot. He's, tested pretty well athletically, which makes sense. Um, and and he could do you know, a couple of different things for you, too. So I, I think Ty Ty is kind of an unassailable pick for a team like that that just needs like talent. And it's a guy we said mm-hmm. was a lottery pick all year. So if they can get him at 19, I think that makes sense. Uh, all right. The Spurs. The Spurs are always a fun one to draft for here. Uh, Dama, what do you think?
2: All right. Um... I think the Spurs. So you just went tie-tie. So... Is it time? They already have so many guards.
0: That's, that's all
2: they draft? Yeah. Like, I feel like they go... Man, I, this one's tough because when I look at their roster, they don't really need anything. They just kind of need better, yeah. better. Like they <laughs> they don't have any like weaknesses. They just they just need better versions of the guys they have.
0: Yeah, uh, it's what Broom always says about the Wizards. Right? We have a lot of eighth <laughs> men. Like that's sort of how I feel <laughs> looking at the Spurs. Other than like Dejounte and Keldon Johnson, it's like, well,
2: yeah, it's an it, upgrade. Dejounte, Keldon, and then a bunch of yeah. Uh, um, this is tough. Um, and then they're kind of unconventional. Uh you took you see, it would have been EJ, but you took him. So, man. Um, this one's hard. I'm gonna go Nicola Joker.
0: Killing me. I really wanted to take him for Denver next and just put
2: the two Jovich and Jokic together. I thought that would have been the perfect front court. Yeah, because he's kind of like a, he's kind of a three, he's kind of like a three, two, four. Like he, he, he does a little of everything. Um, you know, and I think they have the the, the development staff to kind of get him where they want him. Um, and if you end up with a, you know, I don't know, a, a, a uh, Gallinari type, or uh, uh, I don't know, yeah, one of those type players at 6'11 with shooting and handle versatility. Uh, I think they'll be happy with that at, at pick 20.
0: I kind of liken him a little bit to Kuzma from the sense like he's a shooter but doesn't shoot a great percent percent, yeah, percentage, but he's like 6'10 or 6'11, so he's got a little bit of size, but you can play him different places. Uh, so I yeah, I, I think that makes sense. And if the Spurs can kind of teach anybody to defend, you know, their uh, their safe bet <laughs> that they can make him at least a serviceable defender. Yeah,
2: because I, I was looking, I'm just like they—they're kind of they're running Keldon at power forward. He's like six five, yeah. and I'm like they really need like a real power forward. So I was kind of going back and forth between him and, and Pat Baldwin. Um, but Pat Baldwin did so bad at the combine. Okay. Just, right,
1: also, the thing with Keldon is, yeah, that's I, that's where you're on the fact, because Keldon's contract eligible this season. Yeah. And like, I think everyone kind of expected, he's been very solid. I think at least I expected kind of the hype that he had, a bigger jump, mm. and he kind of stayed similar. He didn't really take that big leap. So yeah. this is kind of a good hedge, kind of someone who might be able to develop into that four for them. I think I like that pick.
0: All right. Since you took the guy I wanted to take for Denver here, I'm going to take the guy you like. I'm going to go Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara. Like I think this is like the the right range for him to somewhere between 15 and early 20s. So, Dom, uh, I'm going to let you make the case here. All I'm going to say up front is I worry about Michael Porter Jr.'s health, and this is a guy I think they could kind of do some of those things for you. So, Jalen Williams, what's what's the sell here?
2: Yeah, so I was just looking at their, there I I. I... This is like the perfect landing spot for him, um, and and for the second year in a row, the Nuggets will get a uh, the, the guy I wanted for the Wizards. They got Bones Highland last year. This year it would be
0: and Porter Junior. I think was the name that was popular uh, in in twenty
2: eighteen too. Twenty eighteen too, right? So yeah, the the Nuggets once again would get a guy that I you know I love pre draft. Uh, yeah, I think he's kind of like Michael Porter Junior. Insurance. He's the you know Will Barton is getting ready to come off the books after next year. Uh, A a guy that just, you know, 6'6", 7'2", wingspan, does everything. I mean, offensively, he's like in the 90th percentile of everything. Spot-ups, catch-and-shoot, off the dribble, uh, pick-and-roll. Like, everything you want a a star wing player to do in today's NBA, he's like the best in this draft at it, offensively. Um, The questions, I think, are, you know, what took so long, you know, being 21, third-year guy. And then, uh, you know, defensively, you know, his athleticism, I think, tested better than what the tape shows. So there are some questions there. But, like, just for me personally, just watching his tape, like, outside of the top six guys, like, I, I haven't been more impressed. Like, as far as total offensive package, like, he's got it all, man.
1: What, what is funny about him, like you said, you would never have guessed the athletic measurables watching the film. But then even in the combine scrimmages, when he goes left, he's like dunking. When he could goes right, he kind of doesn't even leave the ground. And it's like I'm having Wizards flashbacks is with Wizards always draft players who just go strong, dunk left, Rui, Wall, all those guys. Going right, it's kind of like the exact polar opposite. They can only go like their athleticism pops go in one hand. So I wonder if he's kind of similar that way. But yeah, it's like it was totally unexpected. And then you see, then you see those flashes in those scrimmages. You're like, okay, you know, that's unexpected.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, it was cool to see like him put it on somebody though. Like he didn't see a lot of like yeah. postery kind of stuff this year. So like the, the fact that he's doing it and showing it off is like, okay, it's there. He can put it to use. I think Denver's like the right place to kind of be able to complement what he does. He's smart with the ball. I, this is a case that brooms always made is that guys that are high assist guys are also end up being good defensive guys because it's a sign of IQ. So um, yeah. I, I think, you know, if, if he gets how to play the game and he has the tools, I think the rest of that stuff kind of comes around. So Tim Connolly would just middle finger us again with taking a guy that, you know, is better than, uh, than better than probably the, the <laughs> position, um, warrants here. Uh, all right. Memphis Grizzlies 22 uh, as we get,
1: I'm going Kennedy Chandler, hmm. um, Tyus Jones is a free agent. Uh, people are saying, oh, they could afford him. They could keep him. Tyus Jones probably wants an opportunity to start elsewhere. Um, also they do have, they have a lot of young players and those contracts will be coming up soon. So planning ahead, do you really want to have 15, uh, 15 or 12 to 15 million allocated to a backup point guard? The answer is probably no. Over will be here. You get a good cheap backup point guard who could play, um, play minutes when jaws, like I doubt you want Moran playing 82 games a year. You kind of limit someone's playing time here. So you get, you get some insurance. You basically get your ties, Jones replacement. Um, yeah, I think it just makes it's, it's makes good sense for that team i
0: think yeah definitely uh no no argument there and and they he's got like these guys i guess you know he's got some dog in him too like i could definitely see that that kind of fitting in at that point all right this is always kind of a place that's interesting to draft for i think uh the brooklyn nets Dama, who are you thinking
2: okay so the nets need some defenders some wing defenders that they can throw at uh, the opponent's best scores, um, some athleticism. So I'm gonna go Marjan, uh, Bochan like here. That. Um, super athlete, uh, you know, long, um, not, you know, not a proven perimeter shooter just yet, but I think his mechanics are decent. He can add that to his game, but his value is just gonna be his, his versatility defensively. He can guard one through four. Um, so I think, I think that's the pick for them
0: I like that. If you went on like 2k and did like build a player for ideal, like small forward size and frame and athleticism, I think that's kind of who would come out of the, the generator there. Um, yeah, the, the, the shooting, like you said, is the big one. He'd have 29 points, one game and like six, the next it's so can he be consistent? And I think the nets can afford to like wait for him to figure all that stuff out too. Uh, the only other one I, I would have considered there is his G League Ignite teammate. I think Jaden Hardy just they loved Cam uh, Cam Thomas last year. You know, he's that kind of player, just another bucket getter that's like slightly undersized. seems like what they're trying to build around uh, KD with. So would have been a, a funny one. Or or you could make the case for Kendall Brown, kind of similar, um, you know, archetype to, to Bochamp. All right. Milwaukee. This just feels like a Milwaukee pick to me. Uh, we got to go with Jake LaRavia here. Um, you know, he, he's just one of those guys that I think is, is a little closer to what we were like sold Denny would be. He's a six, eight guy who can move the ball point forward a little bit. You watch him and you're like, all right, he's not like a crazy athlete, but then he does some good stuff. He'll like grab and go. And he, he actually has real creation abilities for, for other players. And he shot pretty well so far at the combine. So, um, that's that's who I think I'm going with here. They you know the Winston Salem guys are always pretty smart. Steve Forbes is a good coach, good defender. I think he just fits in as another like solid cog for the Bucks. Uh ah, Spurs, what do you got?
1: Question on the Spurs. Who do we have them taking at nine again?
0: We have them taking Jeremy Sohan at nine and Nikola Jovich at 20.
1: All right. Then I'm gonna go Walker Kessler. Mm. I like mm, it. Yeah, it's going to go the the elite shot blocker kind of get someone you know get get some size get some athletic you know get yeah just get that into the get that into the equation somewhere you know it's kind of a luxury pick. you could take like you could focus on one skill set here and like hit, well not one i mean he rebounds well also but like those numbers those block numbers are so insane that you just kind of bring that in and he shot it in high school
0: too like I, I think he's probably a better yeah. shooter than than we saw last two years really
2: yeah
0: uh yeah and he's like hurdle insurance you know if they want to trade him or do something with
1: him too it gives you some flexibility in the front court like yeah with what you could do there
0: uh damo dallas mavericks number 26 after watching last night's game um you know what do do you think they need
2: they need some defenders man (laughs) uh so i think this is where the the i go kendall brown here um a wing defender, athlete—you uh, just watch them trying to chase around those those guards for the Warriors. Man, they just look. I mean, just, it just—it looks bad. Like it's just—it's a matchup everywhere. Uh, you know, it's slow feet everywhere. So uh, they need some athletes, and I think Kendall Brown is definitely that. And you add him as a guy that you can kind of again throw on the opponent's uh, best best uh, scorer. Um, and you just kind of live with the results. So I think they go get wing defender here with him.
0: I actually love that pick for them. I, I like Kendall Brown more than I like Sohan of, of the two uh, Baylor guys. So you keep him in Texas. He's a guy that can move the ball. Um, you know, the things he does well right now, they could use. Guy catch some lobs for Luca, run the transition, finish on people. So I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Uh, the Miami Heat. All right. Who would be a very heat esque pick? Um, I guess really anyone because they can take anyone and turn them into a really good player. Uh, This is probably not who I would take, but it just somehow makes sense in my brain here. I'm going to go Christian Brown out of Kansas. You can just put him next to Tyler hero and let them be obnoxious as shit together. And just that feels like a Miami heat way kind of thing. Jim. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler would love this guy. They'd be cussing each other out in practice. Um, yeah. So I, I that just kind of feels like he fits the DNA there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, like, I, I think I was telling you guys last week that I like him as much as I like, child. I mean, I wouldn't take him higher, but I, if, if I was choosing between him and a child, I would probably take Brown, like Braun later in the draft. Like if I was like the, the options. He doesn't have like great wingspan, but he's like, he's good athleticism and he, but he's productive defensively, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, that's offsets the lack of wingspan. Like he's showing that he could actually get, or, like, get, like, get those steals, get those to kind of just get in those passing lanes and he can shoot it. I mean, he really just reminds me of probably, uh, you know, a, I don't know what the, you know, um, I got losing my train of thought on Atlanta. A feistier version of the Maryland guard, but a, yeah. like in terms of size and shooting, but feistier, like just kind okay. of more in your face, much more in your face than him. You know,
0: yeah. I yeah. thought you were going to yeah. make like the loud white guy to loud white guy comparison and go like uh, Grayson Allen or oh. something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, a loud white guy to quiet white guy.
2: Comparison, there you, go. you know, because <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking Braun. I was thinking he would be ideal at with the Bucks at twenty four. Yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah, that makes it makes sense with the Heat too. Um uh, yeah, and I was thinking even possibly Pat Baldwin, but I don't know that he would last in that 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 yeah. culture there. He's not a Miami Heat type of player. Um, but Braun definitely is. The
0: uh, the only other guy I thought about there like really strong was the other Christian and Christian Coloco, seven foot shot blocker. Yeah. I think he's a much better shooter than he looks, and I could see him being able to play some next to Bam and be like BAM insurance longer term too, because they, they could use another big, I think. I don't know, um. you know, like if they have a lot of talent in the front court, otherwise. Uh, all right, Golden State Warriors, another really fun one to draft for, I think, here. Um, Oz, who are you taking?
1: All right, I am taking, I really would like to take him with the team picking next, but I'm, I don't have that pick, so I'm taking him now. I am taking David Roddy with this pick. Ooh. I just think an incredibly productive Ooh. just a productive player kind of awkward body type but like he'll get in there he'll immediately play I think he could I think so with there you have this challenge if you need a young guy who could fit in with the vets right away because their window is now they have their windows is not three years from now I think he is the age the experience the production to actually do that now and he has kind of like the physicality that sometimes they that you know like Draymond has it when Draymond's missing you kind of lose that so I think I like that. I like that landing spot for him.
2: Yeah,
0: I dig it. And and they'll make the most out of it because he can move the ball and stuff too. And right. I'm with you. Uh, all right, Damo. The Memphis Grizzlies, 29. What are you thinking?
2: I'm going to go with some, some wing help. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go window more out of Duke. Hmm. Just a versatile guy. Uh, I think he's a little underrated. Um,
0: Esmond Bain of this draft class, I think I tweeted a couple weeks ago because I just I like everything he does.
2: Yeah, he just he don't he doesn't really have a weakness. Like he's just solid all around, six six seven foot wingspan, defends, he play makes well, he's smart, he shoots it at a solid clip. Like he's still pretty
0: young too. I think he's like barely older than Ty Ty Washington, like a couple months.
2: Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not twenty one yet. No, he's not. Yeah, so. Uh, I think he he slides in and, you know, he's kind of him and him and Zaire will battle for that, that small forward spot.
0: Yeah, I think that's smart. Makes it, He's another cog for them. I like both of those last two picks guys a lot. They're just like two solid guys that that can come in for like win now teams and, and actually like produce but still have some upside.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. For the Oklahoma City Thunder to close out the first round. I'm like deciding between two people. It seems like Jaden Hardy seems like an Oklahoma city pick just from a, like, let's take a lot of upside kind of guy that's still left on the board. I think ultimately here, I'm going to go Blake Wesley out of Notre Dame. Just another athletic front court guy can play a little bit of one and two. And, you know, it's another guy that the shooting is sort of a question mark. So that's like really what I think of when I think Oklahoma city is like, uh, here's an athlete who maybe can shoot it, maybe can't. So I think that's what I'm going to do to close out the first round here. Um, all right, let's each do one more guy. That's kind of like high, uh, on the top of our board. If we, you know, we were going to keep this going. Um, just like who's regardless of team here, who's, who's one more name here that you want to, um, throw out us.
1: Mm. Come back around to me, please. If you don't mind okay. oh, that one, are there a couple that I'm looking at that is on my, Yeah. I'm uh well, I could just kind of mention them out loud and we could kind of go, you know, yeah, sure. At some point, Patrick Baldwin's talent like his shooting, like you're gonna be tempted by that. Um you're also gonna be you also have Dale and Terry who is mm-hmm. intriguing. I'm not like I'm trying to decide which one is like the one that I would really kind of would, would would want to target there, you know, mm-hmm. kind of around where the Wizards are picking, not like high in the second round. i I'm kind of like uh, Amina Muhammad. I kind of like what he does, fits a position of need. Um, his wingspan incredible like athleticism like measurables are great not like i don't see the most skilled guy but i he just puts up numbers like he just like you said i think you said this math to me At the end of the day he'll have like he'll have a full statue just because he keeps getting in the way you know so those are a couple guys that i like here i don't know who really stands out the most it really depends on team like yeah i don't know I'll defer to you guys
0: uh Dom, you got any guys you're you're still high on that haven't come off the board
2: here so yeah, definitely uh uh Jalen Terry. Um I, I like him as a developmental point guard, wing prospect, wherever you wanna wanna place him. Um and then who else I have here? I had it on my on my computer. Uh Keon Ellis. Uh you look at advanced numbers on him. I mean, he's he one, I believe he was uh first team defensive player of the year in the SEC. Uh, and his shooting splits are, from the perimeter, are really, really good uh, off the catch and shoot. Um, and then when you watch him, like, he does – he has some, like – his pump fake is, like, one of the best in the draft. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, guys are, like, jumping into the stands when he pump fakes. Uh, he does, yeah, like, he does his little <laughs> sidestep move, and, and, it, and it's cash, man. He's got a little bit more handle to him than I think he's getting credit for, too. Um, yeah. So I really like Keon Ellis. Um, and then probably, what is the guy from, uh, 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 got his name, uh, Jake Le, from wake forest.
0: Oh, LaRavia. I took him, um, oh, took to maki yeah. at 24.
2: Okay. So that's who went 24. Okay. So, so never mind on him, but I, I like him. Uh, yeah. And then I would say probably the, the last one is uh, I like I like the kid from VCU, man. Vince, Vince Williams. VCU. Yeah,
0: I really did too. He's like ultimate like, three and D kind of guy.
2: Yeah. Like I, I like him for the same reasons I like Keon Ellis, yeah. uh, you know, and I was watching a recent interview with him and he was saying he kind of wants to be the Herb Jones of the draft. so. I think he has the skill set to do that. I don't think he's as good as Herb was defensively. Better shooter, though, I think for sure. But he's a better shooter than Herb, uh, and 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 I think Herb was a little bit taller too. But I, I think he has that same type of pedigree, man. I do. He competes. He look. He just looks like a three and D NBA player. Like he's going to have a ten year career wherever he is. He's
0: drag- also wearing uh, like white tube socks with like low, like low top blacks, all black sneakers. And he just looks like that guy you don't want to play and pick up because, like, oh shit, that guy's <laughs> coming on here in black Air Force Ones. He's about to bust my ass. Yep, two
2: hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a big fan there. I have a first round grade on him. Just the last couple guys I got here. I mentioned Coloco, who we ultimately didn't take. I like him a lot. Uh, have you guys seen John Butler Jr. out of Florida State at all? Like, no. he's he's literally six foot ten. He's actually smaller. Like. Uh, like waist size wise than Chet Hol- Holmgren. He looks like oh, wow. if Celery played basketball, I mean, he's he's like the skinniest dude you'll ever see, but he's like more of a wing. Um, so he had a couple threes early in one of the scrimmages too. But if you go back and like watch some Florida state tape for the same reason, people are hyping up Kentucky guards. I feel like it's worth taking the track record of Florida state wings. Yeah. Um, makes sense. He defends, he weak side shot blocks. You cannot really shoot over him. Although Terquavion beyond Smith did a couple times, but uh yeah, he, he's just going to shoot it. It's, I'm just not worried about guys like getting in an NBA program and putting on yeah. weight. So uh, to yeah. me, that's a guy I would take like sneaky early in the second round. Honestly, if, if he was
1: two guys, one that I did that, Andrew Hard mm-hmm. from Gonzaga. Wanted to actually bring him up also. It's like, also, you have the Gonzaga connection. You have position in need. Even if the Wizards go guard in the first round, they still are so... They, there's no young talent at the guard position on the roster. Yeah. So if you could add a point guard with length from Gonzaga, obviously, you have the connection there. And he was, you know, measurables were pretty good. was productive in the scrimmages at, at the Combine. I think he's someone that should definitely be in the mix, probably around where we pick. He might come off a little earlier. Mm-hmm. One player I wanted to ask you about, because there's such a delta here. Um, John Hollinger has him like in the top ten in the draft, and everyone else seems to have him in the second round. Is Josh? Uh, Am I saying it right? Minot, 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 Minot yeah, yeah, from Memphis. So, where? What do you think about him?
0: I think Damo, you and I were talking about him a little bit the other day. It's like he's like six nine, like again, like super good build from an athletic standpoint, but he doesn't seem to do anything that you want oh, the basketball player. About? Josh Minot for Memphis.
2: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a super athlete, man. Like he's got like pogo sticks for 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 legs, man. But that's all he can do is dunk. Like he can't do nothing else. Um, <laughs> so I don't know how in the hell he got into uh, Hollinger's top ten big board, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. Is, I it, would, is it like a Brandon Clark
1: type situation where the guy just keeps jumping like anytime he rolls to the rim, he's just dunking on someone? He's or? more
0: like a wing, legitimately, yeah. I think, than Clark is just from like yeah. size build wise. Um, but yeah. he, he did shoot well in one of the, I forget which one of the shooting drills in the combine, like the the the, the three point shooting star drill kind of thing. Um, I think he tested reasonably well, maybe like 13 out of 25 or something like that. So, I don't get it. I think Hollinger is a hack personally. I'm surprised he didn't yeah. have like five centers in the first five picks, despite <laughs> saying you should get fired for drafting a center. But that's my pick. Yeah, anytime has, we I
2: mean, could say something about He has Sean Murray and type quickness off the bounce. Um, but that's about it. Uh there's not a lot else going on there.
1: <laughs> and again, that's like fine to gamble on early in the second, but he has mm-hmm. like top ten, which is just Crazy. That's crazy! Wild, that's
0: yeah. Crazy. Um, that that's like where uh, who was the other ESPN guy? Well, not that Halter, still an ESPN guy, but you know, what I mean, the, the other analytics guy. I want to say it was like Seth um, Parnell uh, for um,
1: yeah, ESPN right. that had
0: that had Cash Winston as a top ten pick because he was so productive. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> or, or or lottery pick at least. Maybe he was like twelve
2: or something. But it's like Lord. that that really did not age well. He couldn't uh, guard. Uh, he couldn't guard my grandmother man like yeah <laughs> still with nba strength
0: and conditioning still uh all right last one i want to throw at you guys justin lewis from marquette i i don't know if he'll definitely stay in the draft or not but this is a dude that i like big body real athletic can shoot it a little bit just does a lot of things and again has some of that effort to him like wants to put a team on his back dunk you through you know space and time all those kinds of things so um it's kind of my last yeah, market
1: guys. Typically they're tough. They mm-hmm. like, they get into the league. They're just tough physical and just last, you know,
0: there's some crowder there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you shove him, he'll shove you back like harder. <laughs> so
1: yeah,
0: uh, guys, this was super fun. And maybe next time we'll do a deep dive and, and go uh second round picks and, and finish it up or something here too. But I think that's probably all the draft people can handle for today. Uh, <laughs> and any parting shots you guys want to leave uh, listeners with you?
2: Uh, take Jalen Williams at 10, Tommy. If you're listening, you take them. <laughs> don't eat, Don't just turn the card in. Man. I
1: like it. How's he got anything? think, <laughs> uh, yeah. Trade, get an extra pick, you know, like get and pick more than once. Reset the clock at the rookie contracts or like, or between those two bets that have expirings that are coming up, not even including Bradley Beal. They got to do something to kind of, yeah, they got to change their identity. Uh, What better way to change your identity than say, like, let's say you draft uh, a Johnny Davis or Dyson Daniels at 10 and then you come back around at like 15 and draft Atari Easton. Then you really are showing us that like, it's not just talk. It's not just, it's not just, hey, we want to defend better. We're going to practice defense the first two days of training camp. It's actually like we're investing in that, you know? Yeah.
0: I think this is a draft where there's going to be like good dudes available that don't get drafted. And if this summer league team isn't filled out with guys that could potentially make an NBA roster, I'm going to be kind of upset. Like some dudes here are going to slip Ryan Rollins of Toledo. I really like, I think he's going to slip. You got Alondis Williams out of Wake forest. Guys like that are going to slip, um, you know, uh, Tevin Brown out of, um, uh, geez, uh, why am I totally drawing a blank? Um, where John Moran played. geez, Murray State. Uh like yeah,
2: People, yeah, State, people yeah. like that.
0: Like there's there's gonna be dudes. I like Scottie Pippen Jr. Like pick people that have at least some potential of making a team. The last time I went to summer league, you could look other than like Troy Brown, there were like three guys on the roster that maybe had a chance of ever playing an NBA minute. So I, I think Tommy needs to like really sell the wizards to people um when they're kind of figuring out who to go to for summer league this year.
1: It's a little odd. It's like it's like an it's it's a chance for like to showcase your young talent in Vegas. Everyone wants some basketball, some hoops at that time. And, you know, there's a lot of buzz around it. The teams that like play through that, like the playoffs that they have there, there's always like, oh, look, look at this guy. You know, and then we kind of just punt on it, you know, and it's 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 disappointing how they approach it. You wish they'd actually approach it with like a more more. We want to like really find talent, compete versus let's just send some bodies out there.
0: I know they're looking for diamonds in the rough, but the backup point guard from Appalachian state is probably not going to be the guy that ends up, you know, a starting point guard in the NBA at some point.
1: Right.
0: Uh, yeah. Fellas, this was great. Thank you so much for doing it. I hope people enjoyed this. Maybe we'll do another one closer to the draft here when we have like the latest and greatest Intel. Um, uh, Dama, where can people find the podcast?
2: Uh, yeah, it's on all streaming platforms. Which is a gallery place. Um it's in my bio, Damo, 8186. Uh, yeah. Go check it out.
0: Oz, anything you got coming up for, for Bolts Forever?
1: I'm actually get back into writing a little bit. I'm going to write a little bit more about kind of what what I think is, what I think should be part of the offseason plan and kind of what I've been, I think Damo even called me out on it. He's like, I'm ranting about like how they have incomplete players, which is like now, once Kevin said that they draft players to fill a skill set and – like but they can't combine those players that's like all i see it's like all right yeah if you could go voltron and combine denny and cory Kissburg you'd have one good player but you can't so so like that's like become my my sum, my summer obsession now, you're you know?
0: talking about uh denny's offense and Corey's defense right
1: yeah of course you know yeah gotta get that you know want that wing who can't dribble left
0: <laughs> perfect um all right uh Guys, as always, this was uh, Believe in Wizards, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll catch you with more draft coverage here coming in the next couple of weeks. Oh, and as always, we are brought to you by betonline.ag.